Hey guys, welcome back to Shield of Faith Youth Pod. Um, I'm Divine. I'm here with Sharon, and this is part two of the Bible study um, when we were focusing on thirty sayings of the wise. So we're gonna do the last fifteen um, of the thirty sayings. So let me just say a quick prayer. <clears throat> Father uh, in heaven, I to say thank you for this op- opportunity that we have with us, Lord. Lord, I pray that they'll take into their sins, into their hearts, into their minds, that they will meditate and to learn it really, Lord. I pray that you send some of them for those who are in need for them and to make sure that they are known that you're always by their side and knowing that these words are another way of showing your love and your encouragement towards them in jesus name amen amen okay just so we are aware we are on proverbs chapter 23 verse 19 so we're going from saying 16 okay uh start us off d all right cool um Listen, my son, and be wise, and set your heart on the right path. Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat, for drunkards and guttons becomes poor, and drowsiness clothes them in rags. Hmm. What are we thinking here? Um, I mean, it's like it's like what we said before. Mm-hmm. Be careful for who you hang around with. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like basically what you said, but it's like don't be obsessed or like doing well, you shouldn't be doing the activities that they be doing that are sinful at all, but like don't be doing it too much, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff because that will pull you down, that will really wear you out of your Holiness, almost. Yeah, that's basically what I got, yeah. Okay, I'll say the next one. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Wisdom, instruction and insight as well. The father of a righteous child has great joy. A man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. May your father and mother be joy. May she who gave you birth be joyful. Okay, that's pretty self-explanatory if you ask me. Yeah, basically appreciate your mother and father since they gave you life. Yeah, so listen to them, obey what they say. If they tell you something is wrong, it's probably wrong. Shouldn't argue that. I'm not going to lie. I'm speaking to myself the Bible tells me do not do that to appreciate them and appreciate the gift that they have to me so I'm going to try and implement that from now onwards so yeah but really there's no such thing of the perfect child like if you put yourself perfect child is legit lying to yourself because you can't be perfect everyone has flaws and there will be some ways that they will do something that our parents will not approve 
yeah. but like be realistic yeah kind of thing. don't be like don't be doing stuff on purpose almost yeah, yeah. I'm be doing it for the sake of like, oh, I'm gonna do this to show that I don't really care about my parents. Da, 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 da. That's just, that's just so. In my opinion, that's that's not That's really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. Yeah. So, in, as a summary, um. Yeah. Just, just respect your parents. They kind of like deserve it. Not kind of, but they do. They do deserve it. So, they do deserve it. Yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to soften it. Like they, they deserve it, but not that much. Not really. They can completely do. Don't get it wrong. They can be. Okay. <laughs> okay. So saying it, team. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my way. For an adulterous woman is a deep hit, and a, and a wayward is a narrow well. Like a bandit, she lies in wait and, multi- and multiplies unfaithful among men. Okay. Listen, I've been saying this. Beginning, like, I've been saying this to all of my male friends here. Yeah, go on. When you're in a relationship, there will be someone trying to like you know get in your way get in your path and try to like destroy that good relationship so every time when you're in relationship pray to break the spirit of jezebel not to fall upon you because when that happens child mm-hmm. <laughs> game over i mean it's not same for males it's same for females as well because obviously we don't want with you know the female community i don't know why but people like to bring each other down rather than helping helping each other to bring us more confident and you know being more respected towards one another so like it's more of being aware of the spirit of jezebel because that spirit is strong in terms of lust and and being um what's the word um you know that lies to get their way yeah those those type of just to be careful yeah of those people yeah i completely agree the thing is right like let's talk as youths right there's a lot of people between the ages of now before it was like 16 to like above now it's become a thing where it's like 14 year olds and 13 year olds are now deciding to be in what they call a serious relationship which i'm sorry i don't need them but yeah that's just <laughs> I, in my i'm sorry but I'm, i just have to i just have to say it you should not be focused on that you should be focused on your studies okay anyway you should. <laughs> anyways I don't want it, the way that it's applied in the Bible, you shouldn't only look at it as women because it applies to men as well. Like exactly what you said, there are, it comes both ways. There could be bad we, bad women out there and bad men out there. So basically, just don't fall for those kind of people. That, do you know what? Always look for a godly man. Look for a man of God, not a Christian man. Yes. Look for a man of God, not a Christian man. There's a difference. And guys, Mm -hmm. look for a woman of God, not a Christian girl. There's a difference. 
there's a very big difference there's this whole thing now in this on the christian community or social media about how guys want to proverbs proverbs 31 when they should when girls should be looking for an ephesians 5 man just let, let, let that be know first of all if you don't know it's like I mean, it's good that you're looking for a Proverbs 31 or a woman or a Ephesian um, 5 man. But really, surely, you should not be looking for those type of people. You're meant to be focusing on yourself, making sure that you are a 31 Proverbs yeah. 31 woman and you are a Ephesian man. That way, God can like collide your footsteps in the in the same direction so you can, yeah. guys can move. Because there's a lot of people that trust in God but still wants to put their action in themselves rather than trust in God and wait for the right time for it to happen so like that kind of thing that we just don't like patience just we lack of patience sadly yeah yeah this is always such a sticky topic to talk about you know relationships yeah it's not only the fact that you're talking about relationships but you're talking about relationships as news it's very yeah i mean personally i don't go for it because i can't say that i've experienced enough or at all in my opinion to go through it so in my opinion if anyone asks me about anything like that i'm just like you know what we don't need to worry about that right now we can focus on that later on in life god will provide you know our people until then my personal opinion we don't need to be worrying about that right now because it's too (laughs) i don't know how to handle it but you know if you want to talk about relationships and stuff like that please go to divine she probably knows way more than i do so (laughs) Let's, let's just make that clear. But yeah, I completely agree with what you said. In 19, it says, Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who has complaints? Who has needless bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? Those who linger over wine, who go to sample bowls, of mixed wine, do not gaze at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a, sn- like a snake and poisons like a viper. Your eyes will see strange sights and your mind will imagine confusing things. You'll be like one sleeping on the, hi- on the high seas, lying on top of the rig. They hit me, you will say, but I am not hurt. They beat me, but I don't feel it. When I wake, when will I wake up so I can find another drink? That's a long one. I feel like this saying is attacking me. (laughs) 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 It's attacking me because uh, for me and my family, I like when there's um, a celebration or occasion, First, my first thought goes straight away, oh, there's going to be champagne. So, like, that kind of, like, attacks me quickly. But I feel like this is more to people who have um, drinking problems. 
and it makes sense because when as i said your eyes will see straight sides your mind will start to confuse things because there's a lot of people who drink and they like they think they see something but they don't like um they're hesitating and like and a lot of things can happen when you're drunk or you're tipsy and you don't know what happens when you wake up because you have this massive hangover and you're like oh i'm trying to remember but i can't because i drank so much so it's just like i don't think this is it's more like this i don't think it's a warning to say oh don't drink at all it's more like limit limit like, your like, like, drinking or something when it comes to that as Christians, I mean, do what you want. I would prefer not to drink. I don't want to get myself in that situation. I don't trust myself. <laughs> but as Christians, you shouldn't want to drink to get drunk. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, I'm pretty sure that's a sin. I'm pretty sure it says that somewhere in the Bible. If you choose to drink, I guess that's okay. But you can't ask me. You're gonna have to look that up in the Bible. I'm gonna have to look that up in the Bible. But you definitely should not drink to get drunk because that's not okay. That's not good. And it's not something godly, I guess. Yes, but. So, yeah, I agree with what you said. It's it's quite self explanatory, you know? It's gonna basically. Don't don't be silly. Do not envy the wicked, do not desire their company, for their hearts plot violence and their lips talk about making trouble. Pretty straightforward. I mean, it's very, like again, very self explanatory. Well, to be honest, you have to think about it logically. You shouldn't be doing it. The Bible shouldn't have to be telling you to do that anyway. It should be a logical thing to do. Why would you want to go, you know, follow someone who does bad? You know, it's not that that's yeah, that's gonna be. It's true, we're not meant to be like that, but remember, even though the Bible created this world, the Bible said that the world belongs to the devil, not to God, because the way everything just like turned the 180 to what God imagined to what he wanted the world to be like, but then, I mean, it happened first with the Babylon Tower, when God sent the ark with the flood, you know, people will still continue to live the way the flesh wants to live. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Because the fl- because I feel like for the people in the world, their flesh is stronger than their spirit. And because their flesh is stronger than their spirit, their flesh will guide them to do what is well, what is what they think that worldly things is good to do rather than your spirit telling you that that worldly thing is something that you shouldn't not come across it's that kind of thing so like and i would say the biggest worldly thing which is not necessarily a bad thing it can be good but i say it's more on the negative side is social media because in terms of i don't want to say wicked but i would say 
you know a lot of people envy the famous people the celebrity the influencers and they just and by desire the company i would say like um you know being more invested in what they do and trying to be like them rather than focusing yourself and when it says like with the hearts of plots violence and this their lips talking making trouble whatever they come whatever they're speaking through the video or whatever they pose what they did on the picture or in a music video or whatever they do the spirit divide the spirit behind them it's trans it can transfer and like that type of vibe energy can transfer to you without you even knowing and because the flesh feeds off of it that makes it worse yeah because the flesh is like oh yeah i'm receiving this bad energy and i'm i'm going to make this person to um to guess like what <laughs> what was this thing that people do now like um I'll get like a surgery like a nose job or oh, yeah. I'll get my eyebrows done or something which is not necessarily a bad thing if you're doing it for yourself good for you like you're doing it to make yourself confident but there are some people who will try to make themselves look like someone when you know that in your own image you're already beautiful as it is so that that's what I think what this yeah, thing is I agree. I completely agree with you and from that it kind of shows you the importance of having like the holy spirit within because you know with yeah. it gives you like what we we're talking about in the last podcast discernment like say for example you know when you're talking about like music videos and stuff like that like don't get me wrong I have social media so of course mm-hmm. stuff like that it pops up every now and then but it's a thing where your mind and your spirit would should choose whether you should be doing whether you choose to look at it or whether you don't you know what i mean yeah so it's like it's this kind this kind of verse and what you said it kind of shows you how important it is to not be blind to everything because not everything is good like what you said things can have spirits inside you might not even realize so it's so important not to be oblivious to everything you need to keep you need to be aware of stuff you know us christians as much as we want to you know share share the gospel and platforms we need to make sure that while we're doing that we're not caught in something else that can pull us down so yeah. oh i had another thought you know this is not only towards like celebrities and influencers this is actually towards christians as well because for example if you say like when you go to a church and you see um let's say a pastor uh he's there he has money he has his cars and you know when you visit his house he has like this big house that holds parties and everything mm-hmm. don't be jealous of them of them because you never know what they did to get in that position because I can't lie there are some pastors that are moving a bit sketchy so and when it says do not decide that Okay. No, no, no. I'm telling the no, truth. This no, is it's very right. truthful. Right, because as in, like, it's 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 very weird. Like, how can really I, I remember seeing this on social media? There was one pastor. I think it's Buck Nation or something. I don't know. But there was this pastor who's yeah, he's preaching. He's doing all this and that. But then at nights or other nights, he'll be like at a club and busting a wine or something. Like it's it's. 
it's something that you don't want to follow because as a pastor obviously you're meant to be acting like a godly man you're meant to be like respectful wise but then there's you know people have two sides to it and then when they say then let's talk about making trouble be careful of the preaching that they're telling you because sometimes the preaching that they're telling you may not be truthful the it doesn't back the it doesn't like back from the the bible or they give that false prophecies yeah that's that's happening a lot recently i really very a lot and i yeah that's 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 what i want to take out there yeah because you've been you've pretty much said everything that i would say so (laughs) you really really did cover this you know so yeah i was just here making notes but yeah divine you put everything down for that so um yeah okay saying 21 uh i'll read it uh by wisdom a house is built and through understanding it's established through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures do you know what this reminds me of the story of the wise i think it's somewhere in the new testament and it's talking about um how someone they built um a house by like the beach the shore or something like that and then someone made it with a rock and then you mean the parable that you mean the parable that Jesus told the, to the people? Yes, that. It kind yeah. of reminds me of this, you know, with the wisdom and you know, understanding the word and knowing how to practice the word. Then that is you symbolically creating a house, and then you're able to like fill it with you know the rare and beautiful treasures. You know, you can link. I personally linked it to that. So it was kind of like immediately it was kind of telling me that if you listen and if you go, if you really obey by the word and stuff like that, then you will have like a foundation and that foundation in your life is, you know, the trust, the faith, the love, you know, all that kind of stuff that you're you're able to get from God. And then that can build you up, that can build you up physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, however you see it. But being able to take in the knowledge, take in with the wisdom and being able to practice it, it creates that one thing where it's like you start to fall down. It's not going to shake you down completely because you still have that one foundation. You have that one block that you've created by listening and practicing your faith so yeah yeah um i just wanted to say that if you want to read the parable that jesus um spoke to to the people to the crowd it's in matthew chapter 7 verse 24 okay yeah also based on I just want to say for saying 20 the way it says about true and false prophets is also in matthew 7 chapter 15 to 19. yeah i just want to say that okay next one i need to study that right saying 22 the wise prevail through great power 
and those who have knowledge master their strength. Surely you need guidance to wage war, and victory is won through many advices. Mm-hmm. I like that. I really do like that. Uh, do you want to go first, Dean? Um, I think it's saying that when you're being wise, you receive more power and you more likely to move on. No, I don't really understand. Okay. And when I was, I just read it again while you were speaking. Uh, for me, it kind of reminded me of, oh my gosh, it gave me two, ex- no, three examples. So there was the example of Joshua first that came up to me where he had like the spirit with him and it helped him um, fight the wall that made um, Jericho, you know, fall. Oh, and, yeah, okay. And then, it had, and then there was another, there was another example. It's somewhere in Genesis, but I cannot remember. Oh, um, Genesis 17. Yes, Genesis 17. Where, oh my gosh, I've lost my train of thought. Yes, 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 sorry. I just lost my train of thought. So Genesis 17, where um, it talks about how Moses, right? Yeah, Moses, he held up his hands and the Amalekites. That's not Genesis 17. Oh, sorry, it's Exodus 17. I'm so sorry. It's Exodus 17. And um, so as long as he kept his hands up, the Amicalites were winning. But then he started to like, obviously being able to ha- have your hands up that long, you know, you're going to start to feel weary and stuff like that. But then um, he put his hand on a rock and Aaron helped him keep his hands off. And you can, you can link that to the power of God almost because it's like while you are in this situation you can like really determine yourself get through it but then obviously there's going to be times where you realize that you can't do it by yourself and then when you realize that you need God through it then God is able to you know really send down his power you know be able to lift you back up again and get through that war get through that troubled times so yeah yeah, I understand, yeah. So, that's what I thought. So, I thought, you know, if you have gone through tough times, tough times, where you, you realise that, well, to be honest, in any situation, you probably realise that you can't really go through it without God. So then this kind, mm-hmm. this verse kind of reminded me of that kind of mentality to always depend on God, realise that there's a, there's, there's someone who is much bigger, who is much better, who has all the power that is needed, all the love that is needed to conquer anything. And you shouldn't just leave it to the side, you should always be able to use it. So, yeah. Yeah, I understand, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to add anything else? No, that covers everything. Oh, great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Okay, um, saying 23. 
Wisdom is too high for fools. In the assembly, at uh, the gate, they must not open their mouths. Hmm. That's kind of harsh. Yeah, well, you can't have tough laugh, right? I mean, like, not everyone has wisdom. I mean, I mean, it's it's possible to get it. Um, like the Bible says, that like, if you want wisdom, ask for it. <laughs> but like to be able to maintain it and have the Holy Spirit within us, not I, I, I don't know how to really explain this. Because it sounds harsh. Mm-hmm. I don't know with this. It's kind of it kind of gives me the idea because you know there are some people who are like so against the idea of Christianity. It's mind blowing. And it's like, well, if you are so 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 against the idea of God and Jesus and stuff like that, then you don't have any right to speak the day of judgment stuff like that because you willfully chose to ignore chose to deny chose to insult christianity over and over and over and over again and it's like when it comes to the part where god is having to look at the book of life and you're asking god for forgiveness god isn't going to be able to save you at that point because you were just you were so disrespectful to him you were not following any rules you wasn't appreciating the word you wasn't you wasn't you were taking grace for advantage you know that kind of stuff i I get that i get that but it's like at the same way for those type of people who are against christianity for some reason i feel like the insults the comments the the signs, the actions, or whatever they do, I feel like it's coming from experience. Okay. And, like, for example, I would say I was one of those people, like, even though I was going to church and I was praying at home, I wasn't really fully into it. I was actually against Christianity from the start. Like, I was like, oh yeah, this is boring. Why do you have to read the Bible? Why do you have to pray when there's no one there or something like that? But then I had a dream. And it was a dream and it was like, oh my God, so long ago, but help me. Okay, yeah. I had a dream. I was in a forest. It was so dark. I was by myself. It was so legit. No one there. It was just me. And I was like walking in circles, walking in circles. And then, out of nowhere, I was surrounded by wolves, like, like, surrounding me. And I was like, oh my gosh, what can I do? I can't climb, I can't jump, I can't do anything. Because at that moment, when you see something really scary, you just frozen and I was like that in my dream and then I heard the voice and the voice with me to a bible verse that held in my heart for the longest time which is Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 like be strong be courageous remember God is with you and then when I heard that voice and I was like okay that's when I believed in my sleep I don't know if that makes sense but I believed it because it's something that I saw in my dream and I heard the voice and 
it's not it's, it's actually like it's a privilege to hear something like that and the fact that i was one of those people who was against it and now i'm actually you know for it it's, it's, it's a massive change and i feel like some christians will take this too seriously when you say wisdom is too high for the fool because then they'll just start pulling their fools and then if we pull their fools then they'll pull off you know like judgy because oh yeah they'll feel like we have more wisdom than them for us to pull them forth that kind of thing but i feel like we should treat them more as a human being for someone who may actually have experience who went through christianity and was trying to be against it but really and truly knows the truth just doesn't want to like believe it again that kind of thing so anyway but, the fact that you say it's true when they when it comes to judgment day yeah they they, they can't back themselves anymore because you know you was against it for the longest time but i would say this is kind of like it's like um it's like a call a call to christians like all these people who are against christianity rather than judging them or trying to like make a like a fight try to understand them like why are they against christianity and try to bring that away from that kind of comment that's what i think yeah i I agree i see what you mean and yeah i completely agree and i understand where you're coming from i just wanted to i just want you to know that first of all let it be known it shouldn't be a thing where it's like this is what for me personally if I see someone who doesn't believe in God or they believe in something else, it does not give me any right at all to degrade them, to yeah. make them like, oh, they're not human. No, that's not okay. Because we all as Christians to love one another. And the most, let, and the, the thing which is so frustrating is that the only thing that we as Christians can do is share the word. That's all we can yeah. do. And then from there, it's up to God and the person. When it comes to that relationship, all we do is attempt to give them the seed and then for them to plant it in. That's it for us. But the way that I was thinking, I completely understand what you're saying. But the thing, what I'm thinking is those who have decided to like, I don't throw that seed away. And they're like, you know what, screw it. I don't care, screw this, screw that. And I completely understand where you come from, but I just want it to be separate. There, there are those people who are fortunate. They haven't gone through a very good Christian experience which has made them leave the church. And it's like, I understand that, but I don't... It's not completely their fault because, you know, every there's like so many different kinds of denominations of Christianity to a point where it's like, if someone leaves because they were in this, it's like, well, I can't judge you on that I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't following that, so I completely, I don't completely understand, but I see where they're coming from, but I was just talking about the people who are just hating since day one, like, day one, they choose not to believe it, they see so many opportunities for it, and they throw it away, they've experienced grace so much, so many times, and they still continue to deny it, I was talking 
talking about those kind of things. And it's like, well, when it comes to judgment day, what do you expect? We try to help you, we've done as much as we can. We can't force anything on you because that's not okay. That's kind of messing up the idea of free will. So, but you know what? It's all, it's what to God, isn't it? Yeah. But there's only so much that we can do. There's only so much that they can do. We're just gonna have to wait and see, right? Yeah. Oh. Hope for the best. Hope for the best. Yeah. Just hope for the best. I will, I'm always praying for this. I'm always praying for people you choose not to decide. Most definitely. You know, sometimes it's not even their fault. They don't realize that sometimes there's just something deep inside them that is made that's obstructing them. You know, but yeah. uh, we're just leaving it all to God, right? Hey. Right. Uh, should I go? Or do you wanna go? I'll go. On. All right. Then. Saying twenty-four. Whoever plots evil will be known as a schemer. The schemes of folly are sin, and people detest a mocker. Okay. Okay, so. This screams Satan. Okay. Okay. It's bringing me back to Adam and Eve. Sorry with the plants and everything. But when they say plot evil, and I I get it what they meant is the same. So plot evil. I mean, like, like relating back to like the Ten Commandments. Yeah. In what way? Like for example, um, when it says do not steal, that's starting evil because you're stealing from a business and it's also a sin because it's against the Ten Commandments. Okay. And people doesn't like a mock-up. I don't get that. People don't like a mock-up. Like people try to copy a criminal just so they can get attention. Is it like that? Or... I'm just gonna look up a different Bible version yeah. to see if they have something yeah. different. I usually, for me, usually I just want to English standard version or the children's international version because it's like really simple. Usually a lot easier to understand. But either English standard or children's international. Okay, English standard says whoever plans to do evil will be called a schemer. The division of folly is sin and the copper is an abomination to mankind. Oh, wow. What a twist. That's a lot more like aggressive, you ask me. Yeah, okay, let me see another one. Okay, it's so. Let's say King James version. Yeah. Okay, he that devil devil to do evil shall be called a mysterious person. The fault of foolishness is sin, 
endocrino is an abomination to man. Yes, similar to the other. Okay, so they kind of all say the same thing. Yeah. So basically, what they're saying that so it's not saying that people hate a mocker. It's basically saying the person who does this sin is abomination to mankind. Well, wow. it depends on how, well, as in like a legit abomination, like, whoa, I need to stay away from you because, um, I don't know, it says whoever I mean, looks evil, not whoever does evil. That's one thing. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe you can relate this to Cain. Like, you know, when Cain um, yeah. killed his brother and then God gave him the punishment of the mark on his yeah. forehead and then he went to Babylon and then that happened. I don't know, it was like... I feel like when that's, you see, that's a good comparison. Yeah, I'm just going to study on that more. Yeah. I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to study on that more. That's interesting. Yeah. Very. Okay, saying 25. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll read that. Saying uh, okay. 25. If you falter in the time of trouble, how small is your strength? Rescue those being led away to death. Hold back those staggering towards slaughter. If you say, but we knew nothing about this, does he... Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who guards your life know it? Will he not repay everyone according to what they have done? Mm. It's telling you two different things here. Well, Mm. two separate things here. So, first of all, in that first verse, oh my gosh, conviction hit me like, oh, okay. In that first verse, if you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? That really hit me, you know, that was me. Because I'm not going to lie, there have been some things. It'll be such small things and it's just like, that it stops my pattern. Like, I stop praying every day. I stop meditating every day. And it's like, it's almost like a reality check. It's like, why are you letting such a small thing mess up your faith, mess up your progress? Why are you letting this happen? You know, that that was conviction for me. And then the yeah. second part from verse 11 to 12, where it's basically telling you, don't be selfish with your faith, but to share it with other people and don't be oblivious about it. So almost like, yeah, basically, so don't keep your faith to yourself, knowing that, you know, everyone, you know, um, the, the last thing that Jesus told us to do was to spread the word. So we know that not everyone believes in God or chooses to follow them, but we shouldn't be oblivious to that. We shouldn't be like, well, that's their problem, but you didn't do anything to help. You know, you can just tell them, oh, God, this God is that, I want to find more. That's part of, you know, sharing the gospel. Um, so yeah, what do you think? Basically, by what you just said, I would say just to be, basically to be humble. Like, don't show off that you, know, you 
that you're Christians and everything. But being humble is not is not necessarily like to keep it quiet. It's also like helping others as well in order to get their faith. So yeah, basically everything you just said. Do you know what I also thought with that last bit? Um, will he not repay everyone according to what they have done? You can face it. The way you can take that is like, make sure you do good deeds, but don't do good deeds for the sake of knowing, oh, I'm only doing this because I know God is going to pay me back. Because that's, that's not a good mentality to have. It's like helping someone only to be able to take credit for it. Like that's almost in my in my personal idea, that's almost selfish. So, so it's kind of the same with, with sinning as well. Because I have heard a lot of Christians saying, Oh yeah, if I sin and I just ask for forgiveness, then I know God forgave me anyway. And then they'll still go back to sin. It's just it's that like, kind of mindset just puts off people and then it's like Yeah. It's, it's like um, you know, um it's like using, it's like, t- that's it, taking advantage of what you have, yeah. or what God's going to It's like, well, I know that God's going to forgive me again, so I might as well just do it for the sake of it. I mean, it's worth it. No, it's not. Like, it's just, it's not good. As a, as a Christian, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be taking anything for advantage. You should appreciate it, but you definitely shouldn't be repeating or denying or just being unaware to, to everything so just for the sake of God's going to back me up, you know, etc, 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 It's not good, it's not a good mentality to have, so, yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I was going to say the, the next saying. Oh, the next saying. Do you want to read or should I read? Uh, I'll read it. Saying twenty six. Eat honey, my son, for it is good. Really? That might shook up. Okay. Um, honey from the comb is sweet to your taste. Know also that wisdom is like honey for you. Hmm. If you find it, there is future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Hmm. Ah. So, if we can just change the word honey to knowledge, yes, and then when instead of saying eat knowledge, it's like gain knowledge, my son, for it's good, and knowledge from the I want to say book, yeah, knowledge from the book is sweet to your brain. Know that wisdom is like. No, no, don't change the word, honey. No, no, no. Keep us. I'm just, let me just check the other versions. They try to simplify it almost. So instead of using yeah. wisdom, it's like showing wisdom with the example of the honey. So we know that honey is something that everyone likes. Honey is like, it's seen as a delicacy. So it's like have the honey because it's good for you. In this term, in the way that they've used honey, they're saying, you know, have the knowledge, consume it all, you know, really dwell on it because it's good for you. It will benefit you. 
and then if you have this wisdom, yeah. have this knowledge, then it gives future hope. You know, Jeremiah 20, 29, 11, yeah. that kind of stuff. And Jehovah will be gone. Yeah. So, yeah. What other versions did you find? No, it's legit exactly the same. The same oh, here. Okay. Although in wait, in verse fourteen mm-hmm. it says rather than it's saying that um wisdom is like honey for you, it says that knowing that wisdom is such to your soul. I feel like that part is makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Mm. It's basically yeah. saying the same thing but in a deeper way. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I've had that. Interesting, interesting. Right, All right. Okay, saying, saying twenty-seven. Yeah. Do not look like a thief near the house of the righteousness of the righteous. Do not plunder their dwelling place. For though the righteous fall seven times and the rise again, but the wicked stumbled when clemency start, strikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of relates back to oh. the parable that we were talking about, you know? It really does. And oh my days, I always listen to the song, what do you call it? Um, you know, um, Donnie McCuckley? Mm-hmm. And he sings the song, um, We Fall Down. Oh my gosh, I was thinking of the same song. We fall down. But you know what? If you listen, um, if you listen to the the reprise uh, version, he starts preaching at the beginning. And he starts um, after the chorus. And then it's like, uh, he starts preaching. He starts talking about uh, what does the verse really mean? Can't find it, but when and he was talking about the um, the verse and the verse, oh, the verse, he was talking about um, that the the foolish who stay on the ground, but the wise man will know when to get up. Yeah. And when we know when to get up, we like basically showing how we are actually like, you know, we're not letting anyone to bring us down. Like even though. That um, the devil sent something towards us, trying to um, distract us or to stop us from reaching our goal. The wise people will know that, even though that it keeps sending our way, we're still going to overcome. We're still going to grow stronger than than, um, than how the devil sees us. Because even though that we fall down, as long as we keep getting up. We will stay victorious. Yes. Okay. Good for us then. Uh, yeah. That's what I thought. I completely agree. I was basically thinking of the same thing, you know. It was kind. It's pretty much telling us that you can be evil, but don't try to lead. Don't try to go for someone who is really in the power of God. Someone who is righteous. Someone who is like holy to the max because you could try to pull them down but they will never stay down if you're down they will always be able to pick themselves up and continue to go like and that's the kind of mentality that us christians should have we should be 
holy to the max, you know. Yeah. We shouldn't allow something to make us fall on the floor and keep us there. We need to have the determination, we need to have the courage to go back up and continue to walk. And that, if we do do that, then it makes us righteous, it makes us holy, it makes us real followers of God. So yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Okay, uh, do you want to say anything else? Uh, no, yeah, let's move on. Okay, saying 28. Do not gloat when your enemy falls. When they stumble, do not let your heart rejoice. Or the Lord will see and disapprove and turn his wrath away from them. It's almost like saying, okay, so if God gave you this, God God gave you this gift, God gave you deliverance, etc, etc, etc. But you see someone who may not have gone as far as you have, but you shouldn't just like watch them and laugh at them and leave them there. Because when you think about it, it just it makes you worse than that person it shows that you don't have good intentions it shows that you don't have a good heart so instead of doing that you should help them because if you don't then because of you need to remember as well god looks at your heart god looks at your heart so if you see someone who's going through a storm or who's really like they're really in a vulnerable situation and they're they're not finding it easy to stick because you shouldn't be like, ah, that's your fault. You know, you shouldn't boast about what you've got. You shouldn't take what miracles and what blessings you've got in it to advantage almost because it makes you just as bad. God can see that through your heart, you don't really need the love and the sharing that you're meant to have, but you just instead you just have bad intentions. So yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. But I can't like this saying is basically a slap of the face. Because like let's say going back to secondary days. I don't know what it's like for everybody else, but when I was in secondary, I wouldn't say me laughing at an enemy was bringing me pleasure. I was saying like me laughing was like for me trying to fit in, if that makes sense. Like it's, it's more like when you when you see someone laugh at someone, you'd be like, oh yeah, maybe in your head you'll think it, oh yeah, let me just laugh at them as well so that I could feel included, that kind of thing. So I feel like this was a slap in my face. Like if I was to go back in time and tell to my secondary days me, I'll be like, you know, instead of laughing at the person at the misery, like help them or give them some sort of advice or something that could help them to um, not to do it again. And it's, it's just, it's something like some people, makes jokes or laughs just so they can hide their inner feelings and they don't want everyone to know but then when you are filled with the spirit your spirit will be able to tell you if their spirit is feeling 
you know a bit different like you'll be able to determine what the spirit is like if they're sad if they're upset if they need confidence that kind of thing because i feel that especially that's very helpful and that it helps them to like um feel better as a person i would say so like i actually agree with this so instead of like laughing at them like you said help them and you know help them to be a better person that kind of thing yeah i completely agree so yeah i see where you came from and i i understood what you said about secondary because i was actually quite the same and i was like that until like a certain point and it was almost like um, it was around the same time that i really started my own personal journey with god and then i realized what am i actually achieving or you know laughing at this person and making them feel worse than they already did it's not really gaining me any benefit but it kind of makes you feel worse in a way because when you realize that you feel a lot more worse you're like i have now contributed to this person's pain and as a person let alone a, a christian that that's not something that people would be people would find pleasure in you know that would upset someone so yeah this this saying really does speak volumes to a lot of young yeah. so yeah okay uh saying 29 yeah okay do you want to say it Okay. Do not fret because of evildoers or be envious of the wicked. For the evildoers have no future hope and the lamp of the wicked will be stopped out. Interesting. What does it mean by fret? That's an interesting choice of words. I'm going to read quickly. Let me see. He just says put out the other version. Okay. Um, Wait, fret as in fret. It says be constantly or visibly anxious. Okay. Anxious of evildoers. Um you know so don't worry because of evildoers or be envious because of wicked. Okay, I think I get it, you know. So basically, like, don't worry about them, so we should just go on of our life because they have no hope. Not necessarily. Like we do. Because that, that, no, that, not necessarily, because it's like you kind of dismissing them when you could help them. Maybe it's more of a thing where it's like, um, Oh, I just had it in my head. Um, don't. What's the word? It starts with an I. Don't like indulge yourself, or don't. In, that's the word. Don't invest yourself in the actions of those who do bad. So don't invest in the way that they act. Don't invest in the way that their people react to them, because doing that, first of all, it's not going to gain you any benefits and basically what they do they will suffer the consequences so you shouldn't have to pull in yourself have to influence yourself to a point where you are now doing it 
because that's going to make you have to suffer the consequences too well that's just my yeah. interpretation that makes more that makes more sense yeah yeah i don't feel like worry about them sounds right because it's kind of like you're leaving them yeah so when you kind of shouldn't it's like well if someone's done evil if someone's done wrong then you should try and you know perform them and tell them you know what you're doing isn't right but you should help them so maybe it's just like don't invest yourself too much don't rely on evil doers maybe yeah, uh, yeah, I see what you mean. That's so upsetting. The verse 20, um, for the evildoer has no hope and the lamp will be snuffed out. It reminds me of the story of, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember the place. What was the place that um, Lot and his family, they had to leave? Oh, um, the place is called. Oh my gosh, I'll look it up. The fact that I cannot remember the place is actually pretty sad. But I remember the story. Um, yeah, hold on. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Can- that. The Can- 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 Canyon? Canyon? Can- Canyon? Can- Canyon? Oh. No, they set it on. Okay, this is confusing. Okay. Um, um what was the place? What was the place? Oh, no. Zor, was it? Is that what it's called? No, it was in the, was it not Zakes, Sandum, Sandum and Gomorrah. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sodom and Gomorrah. So they had to yeah. Um, they had to leave because God realised that there was like too much sin. So you can you can, uh, yeah. you can relate that bit to the Sodom and Gomorrah situation and the the flood. Oh my God, Jesus, I'm forgetting everything. Um, yeah, the flood because it was a thing where it was like God had enough of all of this sun, sun sin. He had enough of all of this sin and he wiped mm-hmm. it away. He removed it. In yeah. the same way that he snuffed out the lamp of the wicked. So you can just relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Saying. Oi, do you want to say something? Uh, no, 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 just move on. Okay. Oh my gosh, the last saying. That was very oh. quick. Wow. Okay. Saying 13. The last saying. It says, Fear the Lord and the king my son and do not join with rebellious officials for those who will send sudden destruction on them yeah yeah sorry and and who knows what calamities they can bring you know so what i think they're saying is Hold on, wait, I'm reading the old version. Yeah. Do not join. Okay. So, this version is making me understand fuzzy. Okay, so this version says, My son, fear the Lord and the King, and do not join with those who do otherwise. For disaster will arise suddenly from them, and who knows the ruin that will come from them both. So, it's pretty like 
it's, it's really straightforward like you're saying like it's sad but then it's it's, it's it's a good thing as well so it's basically saying to fear the lord and like obeying his ten commandments making sure that you have the food of the spirit being kind and generous helping people spread the gospel being wise being humble all that good stuff then it says do not join the people who do otherwise so basically people who does the opposite so he does worldly things and, and there's disasters that will come destruction towards them. That, I, I don't feel comfortable with that part of the first part of verse 22. Like, the way they're saying, like, um, the worldly things that they do and, and it's like the structure is come towards them. For, for some reason, when reading that, I thought it brings me back to when there was um, kneeling Jesus on the cross. And then when Jesus was like um, crying out to God, saying, Oh, um, look at your people, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And that, that is, 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 is that. You know, like basically, when you say a prayer like that, when you're like, oh yeah, praying, when you pray for someone like they don't know what they're doing, it, it actually brings a lot of power because you're praying over their life, knowing the fact that they're doing things that they're not meant to be doing. And then when you're like trying to help them through prayer, it shows a big thing. So, with this, I don't want people to take account of saying, like, oh, don't follow the people who are doing worldly things i'm just saying like pray to make sure they will somehow um see god and build on their faith other than judging them just because they do worldly things that's what i think yeah do you know what after hearing what you said it just reminded me that first of all the way that i realized when we look at the old testament because proverbs is in the old testament it's mm-hmm. very harsh when you think about it because this is you know this is after sodom and gomorrah this is after the flood it's like oh my gosh yeah thinking there is like no hope for these humans i'm giving them like one too many chances and they keep messing up so mm-hmm. It's very harsh when you think about everything that's contained in the um, Old Testament. You know, there's a lot of violence, there's a lot of holy wars, there's a lot of this, a lot of that. And then you think about the New Testament. Jesus comes in, you know, positive vibes and all. And he's like, guys, love God, love each other, forgive people for their sins, ask God for forgiveness, and you're basically sorted. And yeah. I, you kind of have to realise that with this because you shouldn't, obviously, we should definitely interpret what the Bible says, but you shouldn't take everything word for word, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. we know, now we know, thanks to the New Testament, that there will be a judgment. So those who decide not to go by the word and all that, stand, that, that kind of stuff, they will suffer the consequences. That's them, that's the free will, that's the free will that we've been given. So I just want people to, with what 
you were saying about how you don't feel comfortable in it, you need to realize that you know there's like two sides of the bible you know there's a yeah. the, the new testament is all about you know trying to re-teach people and then the old testament also does that we see that through the 30 sayings but it's a lot more strict it's a lot more work you know this is this is how it goes but then in the new testament it's more like oh by the way this is how it goes now you know a lot has changed time has changed and we need to keep that in mind as well but yeah it is basically saying the same thing you know if they go back if they if you do um associate with yourself with those who are not really good then when um something bad happens to them it can happen to you too and in my opinion it's not worth going through so do this yourself and when just so i know um that last bit it's like it says when it says those two will send destruction on them that is is that referring to the lord and the king or the rebellious officials just so i know yeah it's relating to the um the rebellious officials yeah so and if if that's the case then yeah you why don't you don't want to be associating yourself with those who do bad because you never know it's a thing where it's like they might do bad on you so is it really worth trusting people who do evil to protect you when there's one when there's a loving god and his son who's willing to take you in as you as as who you are you know what i mean yeah but um yeah just don't associate yourself with bad people yeah 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 that's it yeah oh my gosh we did it guys 